Hello, it's Caroline, and I'm here to tell you that the episode you're about to listen to was recorded a long time ago, back when I used Patreon, back when I ran lots of different workshops and programs that I do not run anymore, and back before the Fuck It Diet book. So if I refer to any of these obsolete offerings while you're listening, just know that even though my Patreon and other programs don't exist anymore, you can find helpful resources by going to thefuckadiet.com slash more. You can also read the beginning of the Fuck It Diet book for free from my site. Lastly, this podcast is extremely messy. And it was actually intentionally messy and unstructured because that was the only way I could inspire myself to start and continue this podcast. I needed the lowest stakes possible. And though this podcast remains very low budget and has remained messy throughout the years until now, if you want slightly more structured and streamlined episodes, listen to the more recent episodes. All right, enjoy. Emotional eating. I hear this all the time from people. They say something like, I love this whole concept, but I still don't, I just don't know if it's going to work for me because I'm an emotional eater. I just use food and eating to just try and erase the cares of the world. I I don't know if I can go on the fuck a diet. And to all of those people, I say, I hear you, but dieting is making that worse. In every way, diet mentality and reactive eating is getting so tangled up in your emotional eating that what you begin to experience more is reactive eating. You can't diet to get emotional eating under control. When you try to do that, it causes reactive eating and deep feelings of denial, biological, existential, and emotional. It snowballs. And all of a sudden, you think you're this monster emotional eater binging and completely out of control, but what you're really doing is responding to both physical and mental restriction. If you stop dieting, that is your best bet to healthfully easily and sanely become aware of any emotional eating on top of that getting into your body feeling what's in there and all of that work that i do on limiting beliefs and energy work can support people who use eating or anything else to numb because you can use way more than food to numb but i don't know of anything that is that could be worse for emotional eating than dieting welcome to the fuck a diet radio My name is Caroline Dooner, and here is that obligatory, annoying ukulele song. Hello. How's that for a cold open? I think I'm going to start doing cold opens, just launch right into the real stuff. Um, Today, I'm going to read another blog post, and I'm going to answer a really good question that somebody asked in Patreon. And for anyone who is new to the podcast, I have this little setup where you can join in on Patreon, p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash Caroline Dooner, and you can join for as little as $1 a month and get access to asking questions for the podcast. And I'm thinking of adding some other fun monthly bonus things, like maybe some monthly um, calls, some monthly energy work, some monthly um, rest, (laughs) art of rest exercises that might be for some higher, some higher tiers. If you give maybe, I'm figuring it out, but I think that's going to be really fun Um, for me at least. 
what else? I have a million things I want to say before we get into more content, but I'm going to just say the ones that I can remember. So today I'm recording this on November 19th. This is the week of American Thanksgiving or U.S. Thanksgiving, I guess. Um, And this week I am starting the book beta program, meaning I've written a book. It is going to, I'm going, my book agent and I are going to be, you know, selling it to publishers in the new year, essentially. And I want to work through the book, all of the essays and all of the exercises in order with a group of people who are interested in going through slowly, chunk by chunk. It's probably going to take a couple months to go through, but it's a living, breathing process for both of us because I am going to be figuring things out. It already exists. I just really would love to get feedback from people who want to experience it. This is a paid program. There's going to be a lot of Um, work and group work and discussion work and um, you can find that over at thefuckitdiet.com slash beta and it's called beta because it's like the beta version of the book slash program and it is more affordable than the program would be if it was like a big you know long and um, swankily put together thing that it is not yet it's pretty informal but it's going to be a lot of content And I'm really, really excited. Um, It's basically taking all of this work that I have been doing, all the different kinds of, um, all the different kinds of work that I've been doing over the past six years with myself and with other people and putting it together in one comprehensive, easy to digest, no pun intended, book. And I'm really excited. And so basically, uh, we're starting this week and there are two more days to enroll. I already have 16 people in the group and I... I'm going to close it after just a couple more. So if anyone is interested and you hear this in time and you want to join before the 22nd, um, it is before by Tuesday. Anyway, so that is happening. And if you don't get in on it this time, I hope you will be able to read the book uh, next year. And, you know, there's plenty of other stuff to do (laughs) in the meanwhile. So... All right, so that's the one announcement I have for today. And who knows what else I'm going to say. Let's move on to reading this next. I also spent so long today tweaking my blog and site so it looks like a little bit better. But then I deleted my main page and I have to like pay the, you know, service I use for like creating the content or the creating the like the landing pages like to get it back and oh, it's such a disaster tech 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 to tech tech okay so this is called good teacher versus cult leader the fuck it diet has always been strictly anti-dogma dogma a principle or set of principles laid down by an authority as inconvertibly true Both religions and diets have the danger of becoming dogmatic and cult-like very easily. And the thing about cult energy is that you often don't know it's happening until you've already spent a shit ton of money and depleted yourself of lots of time and energy and self-esteem. So how do you tell the difference between a good teacher and a cult? Here are some sure signs that your teacher or group is culty. 
we know the one true way and they don't. Now, I guess you could sort of argue that with a fuck it diet, but no, that's not the way that we think about it here because nobody knows the one true way. Everyone's doing the very best that they can. Next one, the teacher makes you believe that you need them and that you will be lost without them. The teacher or teaching holds all the answers and is the ultimate authority. You are not allowed to question the work or teaching. And your own authority or wisdom is ignored and the rules are set out for you. For instance, the first energy work teacher that I studied with started to have a cult-like energy. I can't explain to you why we do it this way. It's just the way it is. And if you ask me about it, I'm going to make you feel like you're just too small and inexperienced to know the answers. But maybe I'll hold another training where I'll tell you more secrets. The fuck? No. Um, I distanced myself with her and her work as soon as I realized this was happening. So just in case you think that it's an energy work teacher that I that I talk about all the time. It's not her because I don't talk about this person all the time. I distance myself from her. A good teacher will empower you, add to your knowledge, acknowledge that they don't have the answer to everything and let you disagree or walk away when the work doesn't resonate or isn't needed anymore. A good teacher knows that what they have to offer is valuable but, it is, but is not concerned with being the be-all, end-all and that their own teaching is not the only truth out there. Basically, Culty leaders abuse power and claim to have all of the answers. Good teachers give you the tools to lead your own way. Diets are often super dogmatic and culty. We know the way, follow us, trust us. Our truth is the truth. Grains are evil. It's dangerous. The fuck a diet has always been about becoming your own guru. And over the past few years, the intuition intensive that I have held has become my way to take students much deeper into that wisdom. But my goal here on this podcast and in everything that I do is to always lead you back to your body where your wisdom is and hand you back the reins. And any time that you feel like that is not happening, just be aware and be wary. And, you know, students can also turn teachers into gurus too and assume that they have all of the answers when they don't, they're just human and, and, he, and they know what they know, but they, nobody knows everything. So here is to lots of freedom and no cults. That's how I ended that particular article. And what's great is actually, I didn't even realize this. This leads me really nicely into my first question or actually my only question that I'm answering today over on Patreon. Again, for any of you who are confused what I'm talking about, this is a community over on Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash Caroline Dooner. That's my name. And this is where you can join. You can chat with people um, and you can ask me questions for the podcast. All right. Gnome asked me. I don't know if that's how you pronounce your name. You know, guys, I'm really bad at pronouncing names that I don't know. Hi, Caroline. As a fellow proponent of the artist's way and morning pages, how do you feel with the fat phobia in Julia Cameron's work? I mean, she has a book called The Writing Diet, Write Yourself Right Size. Makes me want to throw up in my mouth a little bit. 
That's her comment. She also makes subtle comments about how writing can be a tool to help you control emotional eating in a very Janine Roth kind of faux intuitive eating way. I was just listening to an interview where she said she took a medication where weight gain was a side effect and she used writing to cure this problem because she was extremely uncomfortable as a quote unquote plump woman. It's hard for me to reconcile all the spiritual and mental guidance her work has given me with her blatant and shameless fat phobia. And my answer is very much along the lines of what I just said. Nobody knows everything. Most people have severe fat phobia. And it's such a shame, but most of us did too, right? And we were lucky enough to learn a better way and a kinder way to ourselves and other people. But our culture and our world does not teach that. And so I have to, you know, with all people, I ha- I remember when I was reading all of her stuff, it was during my own fuck a diet. And I remember reading all that and being like, well, she doesn't know everything. She's wrong about this. But so many people are. Even Brene Brown, who is all about shame and empowerment and vulnerability, she, um, there was an open letter that, I'm not going to read it, but... Um, You can look for it. It's an open letter to Brene Brown very recently um, from a fat woman who was essentially asking Brene Brown to do better because she she brought up obesity um, as an example of she said something like shame is more is more toxic than obesity or, or kills more than obesity. And while actually there's part of that that's um that's just very true. Like that's that's actually true. Um, she wasn't saying it in a very aware way about how the obesity epidemic is essentially made up in order to sell um, for the the weight loss uh, industrial complex, essentially. So she, you know, and she'll talk about emotional eating too. And I think my point is, people who are very very wise and and you know spiritual and and want to be helpful can have fat phobic tendencies that yes, we ideally we would be able to educate these people, you know, educate everyone, that's the goal. Um, But just understanding that, that you can take the good from something and understand that that person is just a person who is flawed and has their own hangups and, and doesn't know everything essentially. and I think that that's really um, important, just kind of across the board. When, when you idolize someone and put them on such a pedestal and assume that they are godlike and that they can do no wrong, that's that's a very, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a dangerous sort of thing that humans do. And, and just being aware of that tendency and, and that desire to some, sort of like, you know, believe that that someone is absolutely perfect and that they'll never make a mistake. And um, I think that that's just an important thing to point out. Also, being able to to look at, at that stuff and be like, yeah, she, like almost everybody, believes that weight loss is um, an important thing and is trying to give advice on it. I hope that that is a helpful way to look at this. Um, what are we moving on to? What was the next thing? Oh, I just want to talk a little bit, just a little bit about this book that I found (laughs) that I posted about on Instagram, but it is called Daring to Rest 
which is so odd. I feel like, I feel like my rest epiphany was was totally out of left field. Like even the word rest, like there was almost a little bit of like absurdity in it, even though it was so needed and like exactly what I, exactly what I wanted and needed. There was, I felt like it was my idea. Obviously resting isn't my idea, but this, it, I feel like I see it everywhere I go now. I don't know if that's just like how things work. Once you come to something, then every, you see it. But I feel like it's become super trendy in a way that I wasn't anticipating a year and a half ago when I, when I made my two years of rest declaration. So this book, Daring to Rest, I mean, I again, like daring to rest. There's something so dramatic about it that I love. And I bought it right away. I think it just came out. And... It's all about, well, it's all about, you know, how we're essentially running on adrenaline, which again is so much about the fuck it diet too. When you diet, you are running on adrenaline. So there's a huge overlap between rest and um, the fuck it diet, which is why I've, you know, they, they go together so well. But the book is about taking a little bit of time out every day to do yoga nidra, which is not exercise yoga it is sleeping yoga where you lie down you put a blanket over yourself and you listen to a guided meditation that essentially brings you back into your body are you kidding me that's like my shit that is my jam and the other crazy thing is that i am currently in yoga teacher training right now i don't know how much i've talked about that on the podcast but i have been in yoga teacher training for two months but it's very slow. So it's only been two weekends so far and there's eight more months. And I just sort of knew that I wanted, I just had, I just was pulled to it because I do all of this like grounding work and feeling work. And um, that was becoming a a really big way to deal with the emotional part of um, either what people fear, emotional eating. And of course, remember my, you know, the the post that I read earlier, what I believe about emotional eating, but also the way for people to deal with all of their emotions and beliefs about weight and, um, and weight stigma. So I started to realize that a, if I wanted to start holding retreats, which I do want to, I want to hold retreats, um, you know, in the, in the future as, as this, as this all grows and kind of continues to reveal itself to me. And also, if I wanted to, for my sake, for other people's sake, for the retreat's sake, for any other sake I couldn't quite put my finger on, I wanted to take a training in one of the most mind-body, oh, sorry, one of the most mainstream mind-body practices out there that's yoga I mean like everybody knows about yoga everybody does yoga not everybody does yoga for the right reasons a lot of people do it just you know for exercise and to to tone their arms or whatever and there's nothing wrong with exercise again but yoga is a lot more holistic than that and a lot more spiritual than that and a lot a lot about processing and being grounded and breathing and being a human and um or at least that's my new take on it because of 
kind of the journey that I went on in between like, like quitting all exercise, you know, like five years ago and going on this particular sort of energy work, mindful, uh, grounding feeling journey to help support my fuck it diet and other people's fuck it diets. Um, and now it's sort of come full circle where I want to do this yoga teacher training just to have, just to have like a better, um, general understanding of of the yoga that we're all being taught and to see how it applies to the work that I'm already doing essentially but I was also introduced to yoga nidra which again is this yogic sleep where you literally just breathe and feel and lie there under a blanket for as long as the yoga nidra is um, I was introduced to it a couple months ago and I was obsessed with it. I was like, this is amazing. This is so cool. This is like so along the lines of what I like to do and what I like to teach and what I like to whatever. And then the first weekend of yoga teacher training, uh, we were all exhausted from doing yoga, I guess. And and the teacher said, do we want to do some yoga nidra? And I said, yes. I made the decision for the class and we did it and it was amazing. It's just really, it's really amazing because it's, it's, it's like a nap or like a rest or like savasana, which is the corpse pose at the end of a yoga class where you just lie there. And again, I was the person who used to take yoga classes and I'd be like, ugh. Can we stop this like stupid breathing? Can we just get to the exercise? I'm not here to relax. I'm here to exercise. And even with savasanas, I'd be like, oh, I've got to get up, got to get up. I want to be the first person to put my mat away. So like really surrendering to the rest part of yoga and life and whatever else is, um, is you know, my new goal. And working in it with the fuck it diet. And how does it serve the fuck it diet? How is it? It's both the fuck it diet kind of like 2.0 like it's like the next step after becoming normal with food then how do you make sure that you're supporting yourself and recharging yourself and and have sustainable like life practices essentially but I'm reading this book daring to rest and it's just weirdly putting all of these things together I'm like I finally understand why I'm doing this yoga teacher training I originally thought, I was like, well, you know, maybe I'll hold retreats and we can do like yin yoga, which is like really slow, slow restorative sort of long held stretches essentially, which is great too. And you know, maybe I'll do that as well. But no guys, it's for yoga sleep where you just lie there with a, with an eye pillow on and lavender and beautiful music and you just breathe and feel <laughs> You just feel. And you know what? I thought that that was so dumb. I really did. I thought that that was the dumbest thing ever. I was like, what is the point? Like, really though, what's the point? And the point is a lot more energetic and spiritual. Like, will you, do you care about yourself enough to let yourself do nothing? Do you believe that you deserve to rest? And also it's physical too, because breathing and doing things like yoga nidra, and there are plenty of other like guided meditations and and energy work and other things too, that take your body out of um, the fight or flight state and into more of the parasympathetic nervous system, where which is also called rest and digest, literally the fuck it diet, where you can actually stop running on adrenaline and cortisol, which is 
the basically the worst thing for us and we think that you know sugar is bad for us but really sugar actually is helpful for that so we're all confused anyway so that is the kind of thing that I'm thinking of maybe having like a monthly uh rest video in the patreon area for people who give x amount a month 10 or 15 or something I haven't figured it out yet and I do this all the time where I know that I want to simplify things and I want to offer less things just for my sake and your sake so it's not so confusing and overwhelming like what what to what to do and then I get super excited about lots of things and I'm running and selling and enrolling like too many programs at once which is just not what I want but Anyway, as I continue to figure that out, I will let you know. I will let you know on here. I'll let you know by email. And if any of you listen to this podcast but aren't on my email list, get on my email list over at thefuckitdiet.com just because it's another way for me to let you know what's going on. Unless you don't want to know what's going on and then don't. That would be logical. The logical way to go about things. Um, All right. Again, if you want to ask questions for this podcast, Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Caroline Diener, little as $1 a month. I'm over there and I will be podcasting again soon because that's always my goal, though sometimes, often, all the time, I fall short, but I'm not going to fall short forever, guys. (sighs) Bye.